Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. God's word, that's my custom. How many of you have just sensed an unusual presence of God in here today? It has been something so wonderful. I'm so grateful to Pastor John and our whole team. This seems fitting because I'm starting a new series today called Adore Him. A few weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me. He said, Jim, I want you to take the people on a journey right into Christmas. And I want this season to be all about adoring the Lord. I want it to be all about exalting Jesus. And now we're going to start with a broad, broad scope, and we're going to narrow this thing in. And at Christmas time, I want it to be all about Jesus. How many of you want to adore him this season? Our text is from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It will show up on the screen. You by live stream, I'm so grateful that you're tuning in. You're a part of this church. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Amnon and others went with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, a great multitude is coming, coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not God, who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear, and you will save. And now, Lord, here are the people of Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives, their children stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assemblies. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, O King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you. 
do not be afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but the Lord's tomorrow go down against them they will surely come up by the ascent of Zid and you will find them at the end of the brook where before the wilderness of Jerel you will not need to fight this battle position yourselves stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you <laughs> O Judah and Jerusalem do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you going to stop right there there are actually seven Hebrew words for praise and one of the words used here is a word called Tehillah and it literally means a very public praise and today I want to talk to you about the power of public praise are there any public praisers in the house where are the people that are not ashamed of the Lord I said are there any public praises slip up your hands father release anointing in this house may every heart be set on exalting and adoring the Lord we magnify you in Jesus name somebody give the Lord the ovation of the day come on give him a hallelujah and be seated I want to talk to you about the power of public praise God shows up big when you praise him in public when you're not ashamed to praise God get ready for God to move I'm going to reveal to you several layers in this story of Revelation. It's going to really speak to your life. The first thing I want to show you from our text, Precious, is this. No matter how great your problem is, your God is greater. You missed a real good place to shout amen right there. I said no matter how great your problem is, your God is greater. In our text, the Bible says in verse 15, thus saith the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Now the background as we read this text is one of King Jehoshaphat. He is the king of Judah, a godly king, a king who sought the Lord and led his people in the ways of God. And he is faced with what I think is the greatest crisis of his life. Here he is, he's following God, but he's dealing with crisis. I wanna tell you that there are times, even as you follow the Lord, that you will have to encounter crisis, that you will go through trouble, but I also want you to understand that in the crisis, you can find the Christ of the crisis. You'll find out that when you lose your way, he is a way maker. That when you wind up being sick, he is a body healer. That when you are under attack, he can bring you the victory. And he uses these times to show us who he is. Here Jehoshaphat is, he's received threats from Moab and Amnon. And they're moving to steal the land that had been given to them as an inheritance by God. And the truth is, today, the enemy still is threatening God's people. 
He still wants to take the inheritance that God has promised his people. And the reality is there are some of you and the devil is after your inheritance. He wants your family. He wants that son, that daughter, that job, that next level, that ministry. He's after your anointing. He's after your health, your future, your peace. He wants to steal your hope, steal your joy, steal your strength. But I drop by to tell you, it's your inheritance. That means you have a right to claim it. That means it belongs to you. Jehoshaphat was confident in what belonged to him. And you got to believe that whatever God has promised you is yours. Your inheritance from God is not Satan's to steal. It's yours to possess. I'm going to say that again because I want you to get that in your spirit. Your inheritance from God is not Satan's to steal. It's yours to possess. Is there anybody here bound, bent, and determined to possess the inheritance of God for your life? You know, through the years I've heard of some of the ruthless all-out family fights and court battles over inheritances that were left of money and resources because somebody believed that they had a right to claim it and they would do anything to get it. But so often when it comes to the promises of God, we too easily give up and we allow the enemy to steal what rightfully belongs to us. The enemy wants to take from you your inheritance. But there are some of you here just like me, you're not giving up on what God has promised you. See, when you feel like giving up, remember why you held on so long in the first place. Oh, come on now. I said, when you feel like giving up, remember why you held on so long in the first place. The enemy thinks you're going to give up on your purpose. He thinks you're going to give up on your breakthrough. He thinks you're going to give up on your children. He thinks he's, you're going to give up on your victory. But the devil is sadly mistaken. There are a few people in the church today that has made up in your mind that every inheritance that God has promised you you will possess it in the name of the Lord. You need to keep the faith. It's your inheritance. You've got it in writing. It's signed, sealed, and delivered by the Lord himself. Don't let the enemy rob you of things that God has promised you. It's your inheritance. Don't, write, don't hand over what rightfully belongs to you. God has given it to you. Jehoshaphat is an example here. He refused to lay down. He refused to allow the enemy to take what God had promised him. And he says here in verse 6 and 7, he begins to remind God of who he was. And he says, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdom of all, of all the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand against you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? He begins to remind God of his power, to remind God of what he was able to do. He started bragging on God. You see, my wife knows one of the ways to motivate me is to brag on me. 
When she starts bragging on me, I start rising up to do whatever she's bragging on me about. She'll bring the pickle jar and say, baby, I can't open it, but you are strong. And I'll say, you know what? I am strong. She said, you can open it. You know what I say? I can't open it. And she gives it to me and I flex a little bit. And then I put this mighty hand on it and I open the pickle jar and then I am the hero. You know why? Because she bragged on me and I wanted to show her that I'm able to do just what you said that I could do. Now we are made in the image of God. We are made so much like God that when somebody brags on us, we try to rise up and do whatever they're bragging on us to do. And whenever you begin to exalt God and you begin to brag on him, he said, let me show you that I can actually accomplish everything that you're bragging on me about right now. In other words, you can't call God a healer and him not heal. You can't call him a blesser and him not bless. You can't call him powerful and him not be powerful in your life. Some folks just need to fix their conversation and begin to call God what he is. He can do anything. He never fails. See, to receive and walk in your inheritance, you got to have faith. And Jehoshaphat's faith was revealed by his prayer. You need to lose that negative thinking. You got to stop speaking words of death. We've been speaking over our lives too much doubt and negativity. You got to get your mind and your heart and your, and your future in in alignment with crazy faith and with God's word. Give me a minute. I'm going somewhere. You got to get in alignment with what God says. God will never come into agreement with your doubt. He'll never come in agreement with your negativity. He'll never come in agreement with your fear. But the Bible said he will watch over his word and he will perform it. So what do I have to do? I have to come in agreement with who God is and with what God said. I'm coming to an agreement with his word and his word says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You might be in jail right now, son. You might be acting crazy, daughter, but I'm telling you, your time in the world is limited because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm lining my life up with the word of God. I may be under attack, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hear me in this room. Align yourself with the word and watch God bring the word to pass. Here's what Jehoshaphat said. He, he said, be not afraid. In fact, the prophet said, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. I came to tell somebody in this second service, the battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord's. Some of you are going to see God show up in this next season and you're going to find out that he was on your side and your inheritance is secure. God's going to bring it to pass. Now the text said, be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude. I want to take two words out from this text and define them in the Hebrew. You know that I love to talk about words from the original text, from the Hebrew text of the Old Testament. Reason means in the face of. It means in the presence of. It means in front of. Anybody can have faith when you're not in a fight. 
Come on, somebody. I said anybody can have faith when you're not in a fight. But when you get in the presence of and in front of and in the face of resistance and adversity, that's when you find out what you're made of. So reason here means in the face of your struggle, in the face of your fight. He said, don't be afraid by the reason of this great multitude. Now, multitude in the Hebrew, it means the murmur, the noise, the sound, the confusion, the crowd. And here you are today, and you may have reason to be concerned in the natural. But I've come to tell you, you may be in the face of, or in the presence of, or in the front of, what seems like a great multitude. The enemy may be murmuring, and, and he may be noisy, and he may be making sounds, and he may be launching himself against you, trying to bring confusion. But I've come to tell you today, I'm here to remind you that even if you hear the noise of trouble and the rattle of attack, it's not time to quit. No matter how great your problem is, your God is actually greater. Somebody's about to get there with me. I said, no matter how great your problem is, your God is greater. No matter how large the multitude is that seems to be coming against you, you have more inside of you than what is coming against you. Help me, Spirit of God. I said you have more inside of you than what's coming against you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So here's my charge. My charge to you is fear not. My charge to you, the Lord is on my, is this. The Lord is on your side. Don't be afraid or dismayed. The Bible said in First Timothy, Second Timothy, that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but His spirit that He has given you is one of power and love and a sound mind. You have the power to overcome. Somebody say, "I have the power to overcome." Yeah, yeah, the power that raised Christ from the dead is the power that is inside of you. And when I get a hold of that truth in my life, it's the beginning of the end of the devil's hold against me. Some of you are about to get that truth in your life, that the power that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in you. And the moment you get that reality stuck in your spirit, it is the beginning of the end of the devil's hold in your life. Hear me in this place. I break the hold of the enemy against you and I remind you that the Spirit of the Lord is within you and he is on your side. The enemy wants you to feel inadequate. The enemy wants you to feel insignificant. The enemy wants you to feel powerless in the presence of the great multitude of the attack of the enemy. But you need to remind the devil of a little secret. I'm not in this fight alone. I'm in it with the Spirit's power. Tell your neighbor you're not in this fight alone. You're in it with the Spirit's power. My, 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 what is that? What's the Spirit? power. His power is dunamis power. In the New Testament, dunamis is the Greek word where we get our Greek word. Our, our dunamis is the Greek word from where we get our English word dynamite. Listen to me. There is dynamite power inside of you. Dunamis power is miracle working power. It's strength giving power. It's body healing power. It's wealth producing power. It's joy releasing power. It's devil defeating power. It's overcoming power. I declare that there is power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, 
dwells in you. Hallelujah. There's dead raising power in you. And it is continuously available to you. You want to get radical? Raise up your hands. I'll pray over you right now. I come against every sound, every noise, every murmur, all confusion that has risen against you and your inheritance in this season. I bind every assignment of the devil against your life in Jesus' name. I loose the power, the miracle power, the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost over your situation and in you in Jesus' name. I declare to you the devil is a liar and every inheritance is yours. I encourage you in the spirit right now and I tell you, you've been down long enough. You've been under attack long enough. I speak and decree that you are going to make it because God is greater. This is the victory that's overcoming the world. It's your faith. And in the midst of every situation, you are trusting God. You are not losing your mind. You are finding victory. You have not fear, but you have a sound mind and you have breakthrough power. You are being transformed right now by the renewing of your mind while I'm preaching this gospel. You're getting in alignment with the word of God that says every part of the inheritance that belongs to you is yours and I break the influence of the enemy off of you now in Jesus name. The Bible said in 2 Thessalonians 3, the Lord is faithful who shall establish you. I wonder if God's ever seen anybody through a hard place. Okay, I got about 11 of you. This is a great crowd. I thought I would hear from more than that. I said, I wonder if God has ever seen anybody in this room through a hard place, through a dark place, through a tough place. Have you ever been in a place where all you had to lean on was your trust in God? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a place, Precious, where all you could rely on, your friends let you down, your family let you down, the people that were closest to you let you down, your job let you down, money let you down, your own plans let you down? Have you ever been in a place in your life where all you had was your faith in God? Can I ask somebody here today, was he faithful? Did he make a way? Did he hold you up? Did he establish you? Was he your rock? Is he holding somebody up right now? Is he being faithful to somebody right now? Is there somebody who could say, Pastor, my life is not even perfect right now. Right now, I got some issues. Right now, I got some trouble. But I'm going to go ahead and praise him because he's been faithful to me before. And he'll be faithful to me again. Mm. How solid has God been in your life? How dependable has he been in your life? How reliable has he been in your life? How immovable has he been in your life? How consistent has he been in your life? It doesn't matter what you're facing today. The same God that's done it for you before can do it for you again. You need to stop doubting and you need to go ahead and do this and declare this. John sang it in first service. You need to declare on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Somebody needs to praise him right now. 
Now what I love is the transparency of the text, the integrity of the text, because the Bible said in verse 3 that Jehoshaphat feared. See, see, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. See, sometimes you are going to have to deal with fear. The truth is, I've done a lot of things through the years when I was afraid. Oh, now it's quiet in here, not you, Pastor. Yes, yes, yes. I, I kept pre I've preached afraid. I've launched vision afraid. I've I've stood up afraid in the natural. I've stood up and and, and and I've led afraid before. But I've made up in my mind that I'm not going to give fear the power to assassinate God's best in my life. Jehoshaphat feared, but he still said, I'm gonna take care of the enemy. See, sometimes you gotta do it afraid. Where are the real people at? Sometimes you gotta step out. Sometimes you gotta say, God, I'm doing it with fear and trembling, but I believe, I believe, I believe that you are on my side. I came to Calvary afraid. I took this church afraid. I stepped out afraid. Not you, Pastor, yes. I've had times when I stepped out and I was moving in faith and fear tried to overcome me, but I'm telling you, I let the devil know that fear was not gonna have the last word in my life. I break the spirit of fear off of you that's kept you paralyzed in seasons that God wants to lead you out of. Tell your neighbor, do it afraid if you have to. If God told you to do something, become something, even if you got to tremble while you're doing it, get out there and do it in the name of Jesus. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Now don't forget to trust God in times of fear. Listen to me in this room. You're not in this fight alone because you've got to understand, you've got to comprehend that the Lord is with you. Now watch this, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And don't forget to trust him, to trust God in your times of fear and apprehension. When you hear the murmur, the sound, even the roar of the multitude, don't start tripping. Don't start giving up. Don't throw in the towel when the enemy roars against you. See, when the enemy comes roaring against you, do not be afraid. A roar never killed anybody. Tell your neighbor, a roar never killed anybody. Yeah, yeah, the Bible says that the enemy walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He walks about. How many of y'all know that joker can't even afford a car? He has to walk about as a roaring lion. Didn't say he was a roaring lion. It says as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. If he has to seek those to devour, that means that there's some he cannot devour. Tell your neighbor, that'll be me. Yeah, yeah, if the devil could have devoured you, he would have devoured you a long time ago. If the devil could have defeated you, he would have defeated you a long time ago. If the devil could have took you out, he would have took you out a long time ago. If the devil could have had your children, he would have had them a long time ago. If the devil could have had your marriage, he would have eat you up a long time ago. But he looked at you and knew that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. My, 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 stop worrying about a role and lion the Bible says that the enemy walks about as somebody say as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour baby I dropped by to tell you there's only one lion that can roar in your life with any power and that is the lion of the tribe of Judah oh somebody give God a praise now now watch this 
Y'all be seated. He said, and Joseph the husband feared and set himself to seek the Lord. But in the 15th verse of our text, the antagonizers are described as not just a multitude, but a great multitude. Not just a few people, but a lot of people. A great multitude. Now, I love the word great there in the Hebrew because it is the same Hebrew word used for enough. It literally means enough. In other words, precious, there was enough of the, of the resistance and enough army and enough enemy to take the Jews down. There was enough. There was enough to defeat the Jews. And although the great multitude was enough to destroy them in the natural, Jehoshaphat had to remind them of who they served. Even though the enemy was enough, enough of an army, enough of a threat, enough of ones that could come against them and destroy them, the enemy was enough, but they served El Shaddai. And El Shaddai is more than enough. See, sometimes in the midst of the fight, situations seem to press on you and you cry out, enough, enough, I can't take it anymore. Enough, I can't take this uncertainty about my future anymore. Enough, I can't take the attack of my marriage anymore. Enough, I can't take the way my children are acting anymore. Enough, I can't take this financial crisis anymore. Enough, I can't take this in my marriage or in my, prob or my problems anymore. But instead of crying, out enough why don't you rise up in faith and cry out El Shaddai cry out more than enough you say I don't know why divorce is staring me in the face I don't know why my kids are so rebellious when I raise them in church I don't understand why I got a bad doctor's report and my body is sick I don't know why the struggle is so great and why I'm wrestling with feelings of depression and anxiety but thank God that the battle is not yours to fix it's not yours to fix out it is God's to fight tell your neighbor say neighbor the battle is not yours to fix it's not yours to figure out but it's God's to fight and he's more than enough to fight it he's more than enough to save your children he's more than enough to move in your family he's more than enough to heal your body and he's more than enough to turn every situation around I wish the people that served El Shaddai would give him a praise right now. See, that brings me to my second point. Number two, some things have to be believed to be seen. Sometimes you got to believe it before you see it. The Lord spoke, the Bible says, and said, for the battle is not yours, verse 15, but the Lord's tomorrow. Somebody shout tomorrow. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jezreel. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. 
believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Let me tell you, there's been many times in my life that God has used me to prophesy. I don't say that to brag. I just know that it's one of the things that the Lord has placed in my life. And sometimes I preach to some and I prophesy to others. If you've got faith today, I came to prophesy to you. I want you to hear me this morning. God is on your side just like he was on Jehoshaphat's side. Jehoshaphat is following the voice of the Lord and walking in obedience to where his God had told him to go. And he finds himself in the wilderness of Tekoa. Now watch this. It's a fortified town southeast of, of Bethlehem on the borders of the desert. It's a wilderness area. And Tekoa means stockade or bondage. And, and I want to talk to real people today. I don't want to talk to churchy people. I don't want to talk to religious people. I want to talk to some real folk today. Have you ever woke up and found yourself in a wilderness? I got about 11 of you. Have you ever been serving God, following his word, and you find yourself in a wilderness? You don't know when it happened, and you don't know how it happened, but you find yourself in a dry and desperate and miserable, confused and lonely place. You were doing exactly what God said. Some of you might be there right now, doing what God told you to do, doing your best to follow him, doing your best to be faithful to him, and you wind up in a tekoa. You you're, you're right in the middle of God's will and it's in a wilderness place. Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth that sometimes, see, many preachers won't tell you this because they're scared of you, but I'm at this a long time now. I've been preaching for 34 years and I'm not scared of none of y'all. I'm going to tell you, sometimes you'll serve the Lord and find yourself in a wilderness. Sometimes you'll serve the Lord and go through seasons of discouragement and frustration and confusion. But I found something out. Often when I'm under the greatest attacks of the enemy, when the discouragement is at an all-time high, when the confusion is coming against me and frustration is attacking me, it's usually right before the breakthrough manifests in my life. The devil seems to fight the hardest and bring the greatest attack when God is getting ready to do the greatest things you've ever seen him do in your life. Oh my God, somebody has been in a season where the enemy has been coming against you, but it is only because the next season of breakthrough is just around the corner. Your enemy shall be defeated. The word of the Lord will ring true for you. Can we be honest? Can we be transparent? Can we not be religious? What do you do when things are not turning out the way that you thought they would as quickly as you thought they would? When you start questioning, did I really hear God? We're real people that I can talk to. Have you ever had time for you to say, did I really hear God? Lord, did I miss you? I'll tell you what you do. You say, Pastor, what do I do? You believe. You believe what God said. You believe what God declared. You believe what God promised. Tell your neighbor it's time to believe. 
Jehoshaphat called the people together and he said, hear me. Believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophet and you will prosper. I came to prophesy to somebody today and tell you it's time to believe God. Everything God said shall come to pass. I know we're in the wilderness sometimes and there's a great threat that can come against us. But hear me, what's amazing is the first words are believed and the next words are established. It's the same Hebrew word meaning to support, to uphold, to confirm, to be faithful. In other words, he's declaring to the people, God is gonna be faithful. If you lift him up, he will lift you up. If you will affirm his word, he's gonna confirm his word. He's been faithful before. If you are faithful to him, God's gonna be faithful to you. And sometimes you gotta believe it before you see it. Jehoshaphat put feet on his faith. What did he do? He consulted with the people. I think that means he had choir tryouts because he was getting ready to put a choir together. So he begins to put this choir together and he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and praise the Lord in the beauty of holiness and they begin to march out singing and praising God. I don't know about you, but I love to praise the Lord. Is there anybody here that loves to praise the Lord? I love to worship. I love to worship the Lord. I love to praise the Lord. I love to clap my hands. I love to dance in church. I love to get on my face and give God glory. I love to worship the Lord. Hear me in this room. I'm not one of those pastors that can wait in the back till it's my time to come out. I know there's cool pastors like that that don't come out there and worship, but you can't stop a worshiper from worshiping. Are there any worshipers in the house? Maybe you can't sing, baby, but sing anyway. Maybe you can't carry a tune in a bucket, like my daddy would say, but you better sing anyway. It doesn't matter if you can sing or not, tell your neighbor, sing anyway. You can speak a praise. You can whisper a song. You can shout a prayer. You can lift up a hallelujah. You can say, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you got to praise him. And even though you don't see it, you praise him because you believe it. Are there any believers in this house? The Bible said, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Jehoshaphat said, hear me, O Judah, and believe. You know Judah means praise, and Jehoshaphat knew that. So what did Jehoshaphat do in the wilderness? He began to speak the praise. He began to talk to praise. And he said, praise don't just stand there. He said, praise, you better get busy. Sometimes I feel like preaching. Sometimes you find yourself in a desert. Sometimes you find yourself where your children are going crazy, where your marriage is on the rocks, where you get bad doctor's reports, where it seems like every attack that the enemy is giving against you and it's coming against you all at once. But in that moment, you got to speak to your praise. Tell your neighbor, talk to Judah. Tell Judah, don't just sit there. Tell Judah, don't give up. Tell Judah, don't be quiet. Some of you right now are one praise away from stepping into a breakthrough like you've never seen in your life. Tell your neighbors, say, talk to Judah. Talk to Judah. 
there's a Judah inside of you. There's praise inside of you. You've been talking to your fear. It's time to talk to your praise and say, praise, get up. Praise, magnify the Lord. Judah, clap your hands. Judah, shout unto God. Judah, give the Lord praise. Some of y'all ain't gonna never break through till you praise through. I said you won't never break through till you praise through. When you praise the Lord, it confuses the enemy. The devil said, I thought I had you. The devil said, I don't understand it. I've attacked a family. I've attacked the children. I've attacked the body. I came against her job. But here she is today. And she's giving me praise. It's a setup. It's a setup. God's got you in the wilderness because your enemy is about to be defeated. Somebody shout. I said somebody shout. Hey. Push your neighbor and say he's fighting for you. He's seeing what you don't see. Look at verse 16. He said tomorrow, Somebody say tomorrow. Somebody shout tomorrow. Go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness. See, the Lord sent Jehoshaphat to overtake the enemy, and a cliff is a falling off place. The enemy was gathered at the cliff. The enemy was gathered at the cliff. The enemy was at the falling off place. Some of y'all don't know it, but the attack of the enemy is about to fall off in your life. I wish you would praise him like you believed it. Jehoshaphat didn't even have to fight for one moment. All he did was praise the Lord. Your praise will confuse the devil so much that he'll lose his hold. Your praise will confuse the devil so much that he'll lose his ground. Your praise will confuse the devil so much that he'll become his own worst enemy. Oh, somebody say tomorrow. It may look desperate today, but tomorrow, tomorrow's looking different. Today my body may be sick, but tomorrow, high five three people and say tomorrow, today, yeah, 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 yeah. Today my children may be lost, but tomorrow, today my finances may not look good, but tomorrow, today I may be under attack, but you better check with me tomorrow. God ain't through with me. He ain't through with my family. Some of y'all can look at yesterday. Yesterday when you were in a fight and God came through for you and you right now can look at the devil and say, how do you like me now? Hallelujah. There will come a time if you will be faithful to God that your tomorrow will be a breakthrough. Somebody give him praise. Get your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor. Are you listening to the man? Listen to the man. There's some stuff you're dealing with today. 
You're not going to have to deal with it tomorrow. Give God a praise. Everybody stand. This is a public praise. I said this is a public praise. This is not a cute praise. This is a tequila praise. This is a public praise. Tell somebody I'm going public. I'm going public. I'm in a fight, but I'm going public. I'm in a battle, but I'm going public. All hell's been breaking loose, but I'm going public. The devil's been fighting me, but I'm going public. Why should I go public? I'm trying to land this plane. Y'all got to bear with me. Number three, praise brings God to the battlefield. And God has never lost a battle. You need to praise him in the midst of a battle right now. That's one thing I know about Calvary. We are not a perfect church, but we understand as good as anybody. Sometimes you gotta praise the Lord in being the midst of a battle. At Calvary, we praised in lack and we praised in blessing. We praised in the fight and we praised in the victory. We praised in bondage and we praised in the breaking of chains. We have praised in every season and God has shown up every time. I, I dare somebody to go public. I dare somebody to praise the Lord because the Bible said the battle is not yours. They've abandoned me in the back. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Give God a praise. God's gonna take care of it, honey. God's gonna make a way. God's putting you in the process. He's bringing out the best in you. You're gonna be better when the battle's over. The devil's gonna be defeated when the battle's over. God's gonna make a way. You better praise him. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. I don't know about you. But I know what it is to be in a real fight. I'm going public right now. I'm going public with my praise. I'm going public with my praise. I'm letting everybody know who my source is. And the Bible said in verse 25, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies, precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there were too much. There was too much. There was so much. Are you hearing me today? Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, 
when I come out of this, I'm not coming out empty-handed, but I'm coming out with my inheritance. I'm coming out with more than what I lost. When you come through this, you're gonna know the body healer. When you come through this, you're gonna know the joy giver. You're gonna know the child saver. You're gonna know the marriage restorer. You're gonna know the cancer rebuker. You're gonna know the way maker. You're gonna know the deliverer. When the battle's over, you're gonna step back and say, look what the Lord has done. I got back more than what was threatening to leave. said that they praised him and when they praised the Lord it wasn't a cute praise it was a tequila praise it was a public praise tell your neighbor go public with it yeah 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 it wasn't a quiet praise it was the praise that says I can't do it but God can I can't fight it but God can I can't defeat my enemy but God can, so I'm going public with my praise. Right now, I want you to think about every battle that you're facing and look at your neighbor one more time and say, neighbor, you can just stand there. You can do whatever you gotta do, but I need the Lord. I'm going public with my praise. to be the worship leader on your pew. Take this thing public right now. Take your praise public. Take your shout public. Take your dance public. We don't, we don't like to be pressed sometimes. We say it's just a big bowl of emotionalism. I like it when Pastor Rayleigh teaches, but when he stands up and pushes me to praise, I start grabbing my purse and I get ready to go. But when you understand the power that's in your praise, you don't care what anybody says, you'll go public with it. The devil don't mind attacking you publicly. He don't mind humiliating you publicly. He don't mind putting you on blast publicly. It's time to insult every attack of the enemy and go public with your praise. Somebody better come get me. I'm about to run all over this church. Somebody better take me out of this building because I'm about to go public myself. I'm about to run all over this place. I'm about to run up in the balcony. I'm ready. You better get me out of here because I feel something in my spirit. I feel a dance in my feet. I'm going public with this thing. Hey. 
What if your breakthrough was in your praise? What if your battle-winning breakthrough was in your praise? I dare you right now to praise him with a tequila praise. Are you ready? One, two, three.
Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.